Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Liberty and the Law, the podcast series that examines the critical elements of a strong legal defense in criminal cases. Join respected attorney James Dore for this lively discussion on the rights of criminal defendants and the important role defense attorneys play in our legal system. Liberty and the Law is the name of the podcast, and each month I'm, I'm privileged to welcome you into a conversation on, on some aspect of the criminal defense system. Uh, hi, everybody. Jim Mitchell back with you. And uh, over the really many months now that we've been doing this podcast, we have sort of dove into various aspects of the legal process, but never really stepped back to take a look at the central figure in this system, the criminal defense attorney, uh, that is until today. Uh, I'm going to be joined in our conversation by our regular contributor to the series, uh, Attorney James Dore of Lavelle Law, and he's going to share with us some insight into what exactly one would expect to uh, to receive from the services of a defense attorney. Good afternoon, James. How are you today? Hey, Jim. I'm doing well. How are you? Very good. Thank you. Um, I want to dive into this because there's quite quite a bit to cover, and a, a topic we've touched on in the past is, is probably our best starting off point for today. And that's the fact that, you know, here in the United States, um, we're somewhat unique in, in that our Constitution specifically calls out the fact that everyone is entitled to a trial by jury of their peers. So really, the role of the criminal defense attorney has its origins uh, in that document from a couple hundred years ago, doesn't it? It, it does, and it, it goes back even further than that. But it is—it's nice to know that my job is mentioned in the United States Constitution, and I—I I think a lot of defense attorneys take pride in that. And we, um, you know, we take that uh, constitutionally charged task very seriously, and that—that that is to uh, vigorously defend our clients and be a zealous advocate, and in the pursuit of truth. And I think that's—that's uh, that's what we do. Yeah, and that's, that's really just an important part of establishing our entire judicial system, and, and therefore I, I assume then the processes that, that you follow to do that job. That's correct. That's correct. Um, we look at the, not only is it the, the, the Constitution itself who, who um, looks at the importance of defense attorneys in, in ensuring the fairness of process, and I think that's really what it comes down to is this fairness of, of the criminal uh, justice system. And one of the you know the the tasks of a defense attorney is to to make sure and ensure that the defendant receives a fair trial or just receives fairness of treatment in that process. You know we are the defense attorneys are the ones that are standing there in court and we're supposed to speak up if something is not right, if something's not, you know, if our client is not being treated fairly, we are expected to stand up and make a scene uh, and point uh-huh. that out to the court. So it's uh, and, and, yeah, and, it's a serious guy. You may, you may, you mentioned the trial and being in court, and um, you know most people would would be at a big disadvantage if they did that on their own. Um, so as we look at what you do, that that's certainly a critical part. But let's go back to the beginning, because I, as I understand from past conversations, you you get involved immediately when when someone is incarcerated, when charges are filed. I mean that process really begins right there, doesn't it? It, it starts, and it's, and it's really when people have the questions. You know, uh, an arrest has happened or somebody's been placed into custody, and either the defendant wants to know what, what to do or, more often than not, the defendant is kind of out of touch and the defendant's family is trying to find some help. So they have a lot of questions. and It really comes down to, you know, where is, where is our loved one, what's happening to them, what's going to happen, you know, what can we do to help? And those basic questions... 
you know, it's the attorney to kind of step in and say, okay, let's start this process. Let's let's figure out, you know, you know who has custody, what the charges are, um, and get involved. I think the key is with getting involved early is limiting the damage. Um, I, we've talked a lot about uh, rights to remain silent, rights to lawyers. And one of the first things just about any lawyer is going to do when he shows up at a police department is tell his client to, to not talk, to remain silent until the time of, of the choosing, when, when it's to the benefit of that defendant to speak up. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't say that I, I discourage my clients from talking to police in, in all circumstances, but I want to talk to them first. And then if we're going to offer anything to the police department by way of testimony or anything like that, that you know, we'll, we'll help in that process, too, and make sure that you know, the client's not being hurt in that, in that scenario. And it's interesting you mention that because, um, uh, you know, my, my assumption, and you can validate this for me, is what you want to do is start, start building a strategy and figuring out how you're going to, you know, take care of this particular case. And to do that, you need to hear from the client. So you want to talk to them, and we've always discussed the fact that they need to be honest and, and tell you the whole story. So once you get in there, you get to meet with the client, that's where your process starts and says, all right, you tell me everything, and I'll figure out what we're going to do. Absolutely, and, and that's a ground level, just like, like you mentioned, Jim. Um, that's when I start my fact-finding investigation starts from the first meeting with my client. Um, and from that point on, I, I am um, gathering evidence or gathering all the facts, so I, I have a good handle of what's going on with the case. Um, you know, and it's one of the things I think we talked about before, too, Jim, is that defense attorney is in that really unique position of getting to hear his own client's point of view Compare that with the discovery, the police reports, and everything else that's available, the evidence that the prosecutor is putting forth that they intend to use to prove guilt, and then you know the judge who's in the in the presides over the case gets to hear things in open court, but doesn't really get to see you know the evidence against anybody or hear from the client. So he really the the, the judge knows the least amount really um, at the outset, but the defense attorney knows the most. He knows from every standpoint. And I think it's that balance that we can bring to the case of this is really what we're dealing with. It isn't what the prosecutor initially thought or, you know, it, it's, it's a good way to see exactly what's going on with the case, see all sides. Yeah, and, and I'm sure there's many times, of course, when, when your client is, in fact, guilty of something to some degree, um, whether it's speeding or a misdemeanor or a more serious charge. Um, so you can't always prevent a finding of guilt, but... Explain to me how a good defense attorney can perhaps minimize the impact to their client. Sure. Well, at the, while this is going on, while we're the defense attorneys looking at the evidence and, and seeing the, the strength or weakness of the case, um, during that process, you want to encourage open communication with the with the state's attorney's office, with the prosecutor, and encourage that prosecutor. If you have a good relationship, um, you know the prosecutor will make offers on a case and you know depending on the strength or weakness of the case the the, uh, the, the prosecutor may make a, a good offer or a bad offer depending on what you bring to the table so the more I can point out with with the prosecutor's case um, some difficulties that prosecutor may have at trial either getting some evidence in or you know they don't have exactly what they need to prove the strong to have the strongest case if I can point out problems they'll have with proving their case you know, maybe they're more inclined to make a better offer on a case. So that goes down to what we talked about. And it starts day one, interview the client, find out what really is going on, 
and pursue strategies based on based on that. If um, if you as our listeners are going to have a discussion uh, or participate in any way in uh, learning about the role of a criminal defense attorney, um, there's really few other people I'd, I'd want to have you talk to than our guest today, Lavelle Law Attorney James Dore. Uh, if you visit LavelleLaw.com and uh, read through James' profile, you'll see the successful career he's had and surely notice some of the uh, many commendations and, and forms of recognition he's received over the last years. Uh, and he takes all time each month to be a part of Liberty and the Law, uh, but when he's not here, you can reach him at uh, 847-705-7555 and uh, see what, uh, what else you can learn about the process or if, in fact, you should need uh, defense representation. James, you were just talking about the prosecutor, and you know, someone with your experience faces off in court year after year. I'm, I'm sure you start to build a rapport with, with various prosecuting entities. Does that familiarity and, and I would hope uh, even respect open up opportunities for you to have you know pretty intense dialogue with them about the cases you're handling? It, it, it's important, I think, to maintain good working relationships with the prosecutors and, and the judges and other courtroom staff. It's really, um, you know, that. I don't see a downside from it, um, and if prosecutors know me to be a, somebody who's fair dealing and and uh, easy to talk to, and encourage you know it encourages prosecutors to um, extend uh, offers to me, and um, yeah, yeah, it stands to reason the better working relationship you have with somebody, the 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 easier those negotiations are going to be, and you know quite often that benefits my clients. And, and tie for us, you know, kind of together some of the things we've talked about in terms of the conversations you have with your client, the evidence that you gather, the conversations with with the prosecutor. Um, because I mentioned earlier that I think you would you would form a strategy for for each trial and and determine how you want to pursue it. It's kind of like a almost a jigsaw puzzle, and and each trial is probably different with different. Uh, strengths and weaknesses, but it, it's sort of your job then to take those all and go. Okay, here's here's how I think we go about this. You formulate a strategy, and that's it. You have to develop some sort of some strategy to carry you through that trial. You don't want to go in blind. You don't want to just go in and say, "Okay, I'm going to let the, the prosecutor try and prove his case, and then I'll respond accordingly." Now you want to be uh-huh. prepared, and and you want to look at things from a from the other side's point of view. So um, if there's a key bit of evidence, let's say there's a, a, a video or some blood alcohol evidence or something, well, the state's attorney has to uh, comply with evidentiary requirements to get that evidence admitted uh, on the record and admitted before the judge. So, you know, if you have a strategy to keep that evidence out, well, that's that's why you want to have that strategy worked out ahead of time and be hammering that at trial. So you don't leave it to chance. You want to bring the, your best case forward and prepare accordingly. Now, if someone is in need uh, of an attorney in, in situations like this, um, you have many peers out there, uh, many great qualified attorneys in this area. Um, how does someone choose a good defense attorney? What sort of things should they be looking for in terms of their background to feel like they're going to be in good hands? Uh, well, you just want to you want to make sure that you have a good working relationship with your own attorney. You want to be able to talk to mm-hmm. that attorney um, and feel that the attorney's listening to you. Uh, can you get a hold of the attorney? Can you call and get a call back within 24 hours? I think that's key. Um, you, you want to look at experience. You want to look at familiarity with the system and the in the courthouses. Um, but ultimately, it's a working relationship. So you have to be comfortable with your own lawyer. Um, if you're not comfortable at the outset, not if you don't feel free to share 
you know, intimate details of cases. Um, and maybe you didn't pick the best lawyer up front. Maybe you should have looked a little, little longer and found one you're more comfortable with. So I'd say, you know, make sure you're, you can establish that working relationship with your lawyer because, you know, depending on the case, you're going to be at it for a little while and going to court <laughs> for a few court appearances. So you better be able to work together. And in terms of the view, you, you, you talked about having that view as a defense attorney from all different angles. Uh, and I'm sure there are many prosecutors who worked for the state for some period of time and, you know, honestly may have said, look, I can, I can make a better living over on the other side and decide to be a, a defense attorney. Does that provide someone with a, a better view or are there things about being a defense attorney that are sort of separate you from, from a prosecutor's point of view? Um, I think it's it's common to have that background for a lot of defense attorneys. They have some experience with with prosecuting. Um, I certainly don't think it's it's uh, essential. I mean, I've I've been doing defense work for approximately 23 years. Um, I've never prosecuted, but then again, I never have any conflicts with the state's attorney's office. Um, so you have a somebody in the state's attorney's office, and you have a, a you know a case that could cause them some embarrassment. Um, you know, as somebody who used to work in that office and be friends with that prosecutor, is he going to be willing to do that? Um, that's something to think about. Um, you know, I think I, I bring that, that good balance of experience with the, the court system, but then again, I, I'm not as concerned about uh, ruining friendships in, in an office where I, I never work. And we've, we've got about a minute left, and what, what would you say, you mentioned the 23 years experience, and, and uh, I've alluded to your, your background in the past here. For someone who isn't really familiar with with the process, uh, what's the one thing that you think most people would, you know, be surprised with or be good to learn uh, to have knowledge of in terms of what it takes for a uh, an attorney to be a good defense attorney and what the process really involves, what a client should expect? You know, what's what's the one thing that kind of stands out that maybe most people are aware of? Well, I want my clients to remain silent. Let's let's put that one out there. It's uh, to our loyal listeners. Don't talk to the police or anybody else until you've talked to a lawyer. And then and only then we consider talking to the police officers. So that's, keep that, that, that's something to keep in mind. If you're given an option, um, you know, the option to take is remain silent, call a lawyer, and then sort things out. And then, then you can have a strategy, strategy for the best way to tackle the problem that you're having at that time. Oh, great. Uh, James Dorr, certainly appreciate you being here, as always. Uh, great conversation, and uh, we'll look forward to conversation with you again uh, next month. Uh, let me remind everyone here, we're, we're building a nice library of past podcasts uh, here on Liberty and the Law. They can be found at lavelle.com, or it can be downloaded from iTunes as well. We'll look forward to having you join us for future episodes, but feel free to go back and visit to some of the older ones as well. Thanks for being here.